social impact. Just what are public-private partnerships? How are we keeping children safe? Children are being reduced to data points so outcomes can be tracked. Now there's a predatory model based on profit. When you are talking about money and children, the system gets gamed and you, the parent, lose your voice. Is it really informed consent? You decide. Here's your host, Lynn Davenport. You're listening to Social Impact. I'm Lynn Davenport, your host, and today I'm here with Steve Swanson. Steve Swanson is a retired business executive, an engineer, and he lives in Austin, and I had him drive here so we could talk about education today. And this is not going to be boring, right, Steve? This is going to be uh, interesting. I hope, yeah. But people glaze sure. over when you talk about education, yeah. so <laughs> this is not boring. But I, I want to also say that you are a parent and a grandparent, and you've been for the last how many years have you 30. been working? Thirty years. Okay. So tell us uh, how volunteer. you got as a volunteer. Tell us how you got into uh, understanding and memorizing the te- Texas Education Code and knowing what's really uh, what what our our elected bodies are really supposed to be doing that they're not doing. So thank you, and I really enjoyed being here when Pat Dr. Huff was here. Um, the um, the journey to being involved in this uh, goes back until 1989, so we won't do the whole story. But I also want to add something called the Texas Lawyers' Creed, mm-hmm. which is about honoring uh, the profession of school law, and so how important that's become, and it reveals the opportunities our legal professionals have in schools to actually become part of the solution and be invested in understanding law to serve the needs of kids. And I have hope in that someday. And you mentioned Dr. Pat Huff, so just to tell the listeners. So Dr. Huff was on a previous podcast that we had, and he is a retired educator. And we became we, – I met him at the same time that I met you at the Texas Education Agency we, when we showed up for a hearing. And, uh, and, yeah. and we've been friends ever since. And – so you've helped me understand what is in the education code and how they're not following what's already written into mm-hmm. the law, into the statute, and into the education code. Uh, okay, so d- you said um, you're, what drives you is to be able to help kids. And what I Correct. see is that I think we are hurting kids Correct. because we are not doing – we are not fulfilling the responsibilities that Correct. have been given to us, whether it's parents not fulfilling their responsibilities as the first teacher of children, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got the, the school districts and you have the school boards. Right. Then you have the Texas Education Agency all the way up to the federal government not fulfilling their end of their responsibilities. I don't know about the federal, but certainly the state level. Well, and, and one thing that I've – a really important thing that I learned from you is we always talk a lot about local control. But what you pointed out is no, local responsibility. And I think that's important because when somebody takes the oath of office and they go to be a school board trustee – they need to take responsibility. And what I've found is that they, the way that they're trained through TASB, the Texas Association of School Boards, they are, are, are trained in, in a way that shirks responsibility, in my opinion. So what I, local responsibility. What I yes. discovered is the importance of the word training mm-hmm. for, for, not above the, for those who participate in governing education above the school. Mm-hmm. 
and that leads all the way to the voter and to the business community. Training in understanding what responsibilities are that are good for our kids uh, to have local responsibility in taking care and serving and understanding the needs of every child. I discovered, I met Pat, Dr. Huff, at Eastside Memorial in Johnston in East Austin, which was the first school in the state of Texas closed by the accountability system, repurposed, renamed. And I had a friend over there that I met in my business life, and I went over and I started volunteering on the PTA and the campus level committee. And we started, friends of mine and I started bringing people, gathering people to talk about let's all help our kids. So it was neighborhood-wide. Everybody has something to do to contribute to the life of kids. Even people on the other side of town were coming and starting to help kids on the east side of town. And still, it still happens on occasion. But in that process, my friend, who was an engineer, business person, said, do you know what we're trying to do here is already in the Texas Education Code, and I said, what's the Texas Education Code? Well, and a lot of people don't know that, what That's it right. is, because we don't like to... We don't have a friend say, have you, do you know the good stuff in the Texas Education and Code? And we don't like to read the instruction oh, manual, man. right? Yeah, that was what Lynn gave me. Lynn, how do you help people want to read things that are viable, valuable for the lives of themselves and their children and the future that's written in... She gave me the phrase, people don't like to read the instructions. In my profession, you didn't, as engineers and builders of things and business people, there's lots of things we read in order to make sure we do what we're supposed to do. So you don't make mistakes. Uh, so when you do, well, and the, the, my story is, so when you do make mistakes, you, we started building relationships where I learned a process that I learned at a conference, national conference of designers and builders from all over the country, went there to learn how to do things better together. And I met a colonel in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. I was responsible for a federal job downtown Austin, overseeing the management and the construction, design of it, design and construction. And I said, can you help me? He says, yeah. You, have you heard about the process you take to, for people to get to learn to know each other? I came from a business military guy, armed forces, federal, dis, federal government, and the reason he's telling you to, to let's just sit let's and get spend, to know let's each spend other. some time getting to know one another before we start doing stuff together, and it's a process. Mm -hmm. And I went whoa, and I did it. And we, the first time we did it, I found facilitators. We did it in the building of a major addition to the high school. Well, let's go back to Eastside Memorial because I yes. think that's an important. Uh, that, Which that's is the reason I started doing the work at Eastside Memorials. What that experience at that high school. Exactly. And I also, it was divine appointment because Dr. Pat Huff's son was teaching at Eastside Memorial when you all, when you I met. And, and that school, so you said it was the first school closed under the accountability system. And so renamed means, and reopened. So they reconstituted it, called it something else. Yep. But the, the, pro, the poverty and the issues are, were, yep. were, were still there. Low income, there. diverse minority. Right. So uh, the, the community came together and you were instrumental are you were uh, uh, the, the community? Part of that. What happened was for the community to come together over the next couple of years, they started to bring outsiders in to take over the school. They were going to hire somebody from South Texas to come in and run East Austin. School. So it was privatization. It was a yeah. charter school that yes. was coming in. And so the kids were the first ones, along with then teachers, they were nurtured by teachers and then community people like me and myself and others. The kids are the ones who says, you don't care about us. What are you doing? 
We're, mm-hmm. we're important. What are you taking us over for? The I've kids seen the video. made it personal. Yeah. I've seen the video you shared with me, shared with me of yeah. Elijah, yeah. one of the students, and listening to what the kids had to say, and they'll tell you what, what they want. Uh, well, yeah, they listen. tell you what they know about how they're not being treated well in the governance world. Mm. They know it, and it's happening in other, in other places now as well. Students are empowered to have the voice to say what are the barriers, and they're speaking to testing is a game. It's not really helping us, and we need relationships. Two magic words. All right, when we come back, I want to talk more about that with the relationships. relationships. I want to also want to talk about the governance. That you, that you talked about. So we'll, we'll come right back. Social Impact will be right back. Make sure you subscribe to the OBBM Network podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, or Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to power on with Dr. Dean. Dr. Dean Family Chiropractic has been serving Irving for 20 years, correcting whiplash, sciatica, headaches, and low back pain because when the pressure's off, the power is on. Most people don't realize that a healthy spine equals a healthy nervous system. Just how many ways can that impact your life every day? Sports injuries, motor vehicle accidents, even the wrong shoes at work or play. The power is on at Dr. Dean Family Chiropractic in Irving, Texas. Call 972-258-6220. That's 972-258-6220. Dr. Dean's got your back. My name is Alfred Walker, and I own a DFW Farmers Insurance Agency serving Texas and Oklahoma. And I wrote the book on business growth for entrepreneurs like you. Literally, I've been where you are today and preparing you for the future is exactly why we've become the small business trusted insurance advisor for almost 10 years. As a father, husband, community member and business owner, I've built my business on referrals and clients that return over and over again. Business owners trust the Alfred Walker Farmers Insurance Agency. Isn't it time you give me a call? Don't wonder. Know you're prepared for life and business today. Call the Alfred Walker Farmers Insurance Agency at 972-438-3557. That's 972-438-3557. You're listening to Social Impact with Lynn Davenport, and I'm back with Steve Swanson. And so you and I would go to the TEA, and we would go to the legislature and testify, give our two minutes, uh, and I testify at my school district here and there, you know, over the last few years. I, I'll show up and give my three minutes. And you've helped me understand something very important that parents don't even know exists, and that is the policy or the policies at the local level. So you've got uh, written into our local school districts, these trustees have set policies that are supposed to be there to protect the students and parents and teachers, etc. One thing I learned from you recently was that our school district was violating BQ local and legal, and they brought in a nonprofit to this was the Commit Partnership. Do you remember oh, this with the ACE program? Way back, yeah. They brought yeah they brought in a nonprofit. They met behind the scenes, and I realized they never put this before a, a board vote. So this was all done behind the scenes using monies that they did not approve through the school board. And so I was able because of the help that you gave me, I was able to show them that they violated BQ local in this, uh, in which also they have this diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, policy 
that is redundant because it already says that in BQ Local that they are supposed to meet the needs of all not just some kids, not just some races, but all. So it's redundant to, to bring in these diversity, equity, and inclusion policies. And it's, it's actually, they point to the community as though we're the problem, but really if you look at how they're spending the money per pupil, per campus, they're the ones that are violating equity and diversity and inclusion in the, in the way that they're spending the money. So, um, okay, so to... to to go back into, uh, well, I want to talk about the grievance that you filed with Richardson ISD because that is, I think that's important for parents to know. How, how can we use this education code or these policies in order to get them to do what they're supposed to do? So the get them to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to show them how to. Okay, show them how. How do we show and, them how? And And what I've learned is get them to doesn't get them to not doesn't get them to and <laughs> okay. so what I've learned is the importance of the legal profession in schools because are you talking about the higher the the general counsel the general counsel as well as any other attorney who participates and is paid by tax resources however they participate because our general counsel is actually well, helping them violate the well, law so the, I'm trying to point okay. out the opportunity okay. that the general counsel has to help the school board love or not love, understand the responsibilities in the policies mm-hmm. and work through them and uh, understand that they exist and then help. And these are policies that there's legal, which speaks to serving the needs of all students, including special education. Mm-hmm. This is in policy, not just idea, okay. and suicide prevention in statutes, in policies for almost a decade, two decades in Texas. Their responsibility is it's outlined in that policy why we do this and how we do it. You understand the kid. You understand their needs. You come up with solutions. And then who participates in implementing the solutions? The people closest to the kid, not somebody that's being told what to do. You have ownership coming and percolating up from the, from the teachers, from the counselors. They, know they are now valuable not only in creating house, but ensuring the house get done and measuring and monitoring the house so we can improve. And the testing has captured and taken the soul out of that sort of energy, Mm -hmm. all while Texas has laws to do just the opposite. Its laws are to not understand so you don't harm children. So they're contradictory. Yes. They're contradictory themselves. Yes. But you always run into the question, how does somebody know if a child is learning to read? And that answer is 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 a decent right question. And I'm starting to learn and create ways. First of all, you know if you're governing rightly, if the adults are doing their job. Because at the end of the day, what you really like for something to happen is that the students standing up and showing the adults, I can read. Mm-hmm. Yes. As opposed to feel like they're playing a game, which most of them now I mean, got on test. Well, but if they're not, te- if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, then you can file a grievance within a 10-day who, period. The, who, a parent or a Or you're talking about the district. Or, yes. Yes. And, the and district so, isn't. Uh, that is correct. And so the journey I've, I've shared here eventually ended with the informal resolution opportunity to have a learning process to understand the words that exist. I didn't want to win a grievance. 
Right. I wanted to help people see and understand opportunities that exist in written words. And you're very careful. I know you don't want to disparage any district. I understand that. However, I watched as my school district. I didn't know you were filing that grievance, by the way. Several, not just one. Several grievances with Richardson ISD. But what I did see is the assistant superintendent get up to the podium with her mask on, and you could. it was almost like steam was coming out of her ears and out of her mouth because she was so angry about the grievance that you had filed because he got a hearing with the school at, uh, in front of the school board. Mm-hmm. Now I know you weren't present because you were in Austin, but they, no, they held I, the hearing. It's not, it, I gave them the info. I gave them the process. I've been in those hearings before in other districts, and they don't lead to solutions. They're not problem-solving opportunities. But I'd never seen this uh, this uh, well, assistant superintendent so angry. Right. She normally so, keeps her cool. Now, what I've learned is. Most of the stuff I share and I share with the, not just this school district, but other school districts as well as the state agency, they've never been taught. So, so you're pointing out that they're, they're, they're not. not prepared. Mm-hmm. And so I believe part of the solution is to start helping prepare school board members, uh, super administrators. If you, the response, and it's not easy being a superintendent. And it's not easy being an administrator, but if they were prepared to follow what is in law to, under, to help people work together to understand the needs of kids and serve those needs so they're not in prison or less likely to be in prison and mm-hmm. problems are solved, not avoided, it's a much different picture. So my hope and my desire and my purpose right now is helping people have the opportunity to learn what I read 15 years ago and now I get a chance to do that. I want everybody who's hearing this to seek an opportunity to help above the classroom. I'm, I don't speak to teachers. God bless them, and they're heroic just by being a teacher, in my mind. Uh, but everybody above the school, learning the opportunities they have that are provided in statutes, in standards for superintendents they're just written i i found them because i was used to reading the plans and specs as a business person and my friend said do you know what we're trying to do is already written <laughs> and i went no and so i started reading it and there it was there it was and here we are here we are all right when we come back we're going to talk okay. more about those solutions okay Social Impact will be right back. Make sure you subscribe to the OBBM Network podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, or Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to power on with Dr. Dean. Dr. Dean Family Chiropractic has been serving Irving for 20 years, correcting whiplash, sciatica, headaches, and low back pain because when the pressure's off, the power is on. Most people don't realize that a healthy spine equals a healthy nervous system. Just how many ways can that impact your life every day? Sports injuries, motor vehicle accidents, even the wrong shoes at work or play. The power is on at Dr. Dean Family Chiropractic in Irving, Texas. Call 972-258-6220. That's 972-258-6220. Dr. Dean's got your back. My name is Alfred Walker, and I own a DFW Farmers Insurance Agency serving Texas and Oklahoma. And I wrote the book on business growth for entrepreneurs like you, literally. 
I've been where you are today and preparing you for the future is exactly why we've become the small business trusted insurance advisor for almost 10 years. As a father, husband, community member, and business owner, I've built my business on referrals and clients that return over and over again. Business owners trust the Alfred Walker Farmers Insurance Agency. Isn't it time you give me a call? Don't wonder. Know you're prepared for life and business today. Call the Alfred Walker Farmers Insurance Agency at 972-438-3557. That's 972-438-3557. We're back with Steve Swanson, and we are talking about how to support our school districts so that they will do the right thing for our kids. And But before you answer that, I want to tell you that my district will lawyer up against. I've, I've sat in a, in a grievance hearing, and I watched them lawyer up against the child who was violated. And, you know, I won't go into the details, but they, they tied their hands and they weren't able to really advocate for themselves. So they use our tax dollars to lawyer up against us. How do we support? What do we do? Okay, so the, the, the it's been a journey. It hasn't been an answer out of the chute. And in the last two or three years, I discovered the document that's called the Texas Lawyers' Creed that was created by the Supreme Court of Texas in 1989 it was reaffirmed in 2013 that was inspired to bring professionalism in to celebrate professionalism in the legal profession and it's, all lawyers all yeah all lawyers but i focus field. on the ones who are directly helpful could be directly helpful for kids mm-hmm. so <clears throat> uh, it has a variety of things that takes them above just the mail the mailer the win lose takes them um, in into the system that's going to be just. It's about a system responsibility, not a win-lose responsibility. And it's also about solving problems, mediation, arbitration, and things like that, that are critical to have a solution. As So encouraging the lawyers, speaking with the lawyers you know, encouraging the people you know to ask lawyers, anybody you know, I believe encouraging the lawyers to see and read them. They know about it, but they, they're not in a position, they have not been uh, taking, uh, haven't been using, at least in my experience, in a place where it's living up to what it says to solve problems for kids. But I have hope in the legal professional being the one to take the code, the education code, and the code of ethics and rise and help everybody, including the school board, the superintendent, and the parents, all support the well-being of our children. So without that lawyer's creed, I wouldn't have the speech that I just gave you. And I just mm-hmm. learned about it three years ago. I've been focused on help the, the board members. Board members need to know and so forth. Well, we need to prepare board members to know. As well, opposed and their to general ju- counsel, because I would love to read that lawyer's creed yes. to her and remind her. No, no, no. Oh, just no, read it with her. Okay. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Steve, you're so sweet. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I didn't I too long. No, no. The really goal are. is because the creed says the lawyer is re- committed to educating their client, the public, and other lawyers in the spirit and letter of the creed. You people on this, the listener, listener. Mm-hmm. 
maybe the first time they've ever heard it. I testified at the, at the Senate at one of the hearings, and I'm now offering it to the Senate and the House when I speak at the House having the session to read it, to learn it and read it. That's what I'm doing now. Well, I think it's interesting because someone like you, you're doing this out of the, the goodness of your heart. This isn't a, a predatory or a, a, you're, you're not trying to profit off of this, these nuggets of wisdom that are already there in the law. Well, that's deeper. Than, it's not about my goodness. Well, but I, what, I guess what I'm getting at is that we do have people who are training our boards, and that's a that, that's yeah. a, a model where there are I call There's them a, bottom feeders because but, no, they're but not they there. could be a resource, and we're hopeful that someday they are a resource for this training, just like the, the one I'm talking about, just like the universities. They could be a powerful resource for well, the training opportunity, and I want to. I'm here just to cast light on the opportunity because everything that Dr. Huff spoke to. Mm-hmm. is happening while we're blind, we're, we're asleep to this, this. And if you wanted to know what these laws are founded on, I can go back to the, the original Constitution, all right? I can go back to we the people, etc. go all the way back, and I can take it even longer than that for those who want to hear about things that are written a long time ago that talk about people being close to children, helping children, and everybody doing so. One thing that we talked about when we were we went to dinner last night with Dr. Puff, Pat, Pat Huff, Puff, Pat Huff, and we were talking about uh, the legislature and how what, you know I said we're overbilled. We have so many bills, mm-hmm. more than seven thousand bills in the mm-hmm. legislature, or more than half of them are education bills, okay. and a lot of those bills are redundant. Correct. They're unnecessary. Correct. Uh, some of them are predatory, but they are. And, and, and they even have bills that contradict themselves at the same time in the same legislative session. And what you have pointed out to me is that we already have, we already have in right. the, that we already have the protection, that, but they don't want to read the instruction manual to see that we don't need that bill because we've already got it in the law. So I learned spending time with legislators and their aides that there's the legislative council, which is a group of attorneys that actually do the bill writing. Mm-hmm. So here's a source for encouraging them to be part of the solution. And one of the things they could do is help the legislators see existing laws that already accomplish the same thing. An example, this session in the House, a mental health bill was introduced. It was spoken to by a a witness. One of the uh, House committee members picked up the Texas Education Code and threw it open and said, we've already got laws. Look at all the laws we've already got. We've already mm-hmm. got laws for this. we got all these laws for mental, and actually spoke to it. And then the author of the bill uh, came up afterwards and said, thank you, and actually used the word redundant for the first time at the legislature. How many of those bills are redundant? <sighs> well, so many. And, and so what she then added to this was that they were starting to be involved six, seven, eight, nine months ago in legislation for human trafficking. It's already there. And then in the process, they found out that somebody had already written it a couple of years ago, and nobody's following it. So we're not even following it. So if we could get the legislature... But that's coming out of the legislature, which is the first time in my experience I've ever heard the legislature use redundant, and we're not following so maybe they're cluing in that this but, a lot of this is a waste of time. Correct. But the, the lawyers who are part of them are a huge another huge opportunity to have this this leadership opportunity relative to following the creed and casting light on existing law. The lawyers in the legislative council 
could be a same source, just like the local district lawyers. Same mm-hmm. source of, of rising above the Melu and, and speak to what exists before we speak to what we need. And so empowering the parents to, and sometimes we say using the law to fight the lawlessness. I know special ed parents are, are probably some it. of the best they're because they're it. having to, they're, they have to know their, their rights yeah. in order to be able to advocate for their kids. Uh, so I guess um, I, I, you've given us some solutions, and I think that's going back to the – it could be even the parent handbook that you're given when your child starts school because if you right. read that, you realize you're handing so, over a lot of rights just so by signing I, that. I am actually now looking to the professionals to be the leaders in the solutions and not having to rely on parents showing up at board meetings telling the board their kids the kids aren't learning to mm-hmm. read. So there's professional responsibilities in the system to already be doing that. Our, my desire, and I think every parent's hope should be, is that when they uh, are participating in a school, they know and have and the people at the upper levels, including the the state level, all the way down to the boards and the the, the district administrations, they can communicate. They know their job. Because nobody's asking them if they know their job. Well, and I will point out that a lot of times... it's a precious job to do. It is a precious job. It's a very important job. And I know that you and I agree with this, uh, that we, we love and support our teachers. And we, we know that there are, more, there are more teachers who want to do the right thing than there are those who do not. Uh, but I think a lot of this boils down to the districts are, are doing a lot of this, uh, the not serving and protecting the children because it is expensive to do the right thing. Now, we, we pay for it one way or the other. So you either pay for it up front and then you don't have the, the you know, the prison, to, the school to prison pipeline in this system that we there fed no into. Way. There's no way. Uh, if we the do the right thing right up. On the child that's been in prison, there's no way to put a dollar figure on that. Right. It's already too late. Right. Exactly. But I'm saying that, that a lot of times the reason they don't do that is because of money, but we pay down the road. So there was some wisdom out of the the Senate uh, the hearing on HB three and the fundings was that one of the senators actually spoke and said our funding is disassociated from the cost of caring for our children. There at the state level there is no understanding of how money's used if it's used well. Without having that, any money conversation isn't about kids. When you're just talking about money and you don't know if people know if money's being managed well, cost management will re- resonate with the business community. If people know that don't know or don't have an idea if it was even spent in the right place, mm-hmm. if they spent money on computers that ended up in warehouses or spent money on books that ended up in shelves and they don't know it. What do you do? Well, you help the people who are the professionals in the system understand their value to be part of learning to do all that. Well, we'll close on that note. I will I will include some links in the, the podcast when this is released and people can do their own research, figure out how to use the law and the codes, the, the te- Texas Education Code, the, the school districts who have their own policies that they can follow and read up on those mm-hmm. and, um, and other links that will help parents well, give them, advocate. I, there, we put together a website two or three years ago to provide information. And I'll include that as okay. well. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate you Thank coming. Thank you, guys. And, Thank and you, guys. Doing what you do, because I know that um, you do it out of the goodness of your heart, and you do it because you care about the children of, of I Texas. I do it because and, my mom and dad sacrificed 
I do it because we have a history of people in this country sacrificing. Thank you. You've been listening to the Social Impact Podcast on the OBBN Network. Available on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, and anywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts. For more information about how you can get involved to educate our local DFW communities or to be a guest or sponsor of Social Impact Podcast, call 214-673-4018. For OBBM network programming information or permissions for reproduction segments of the show, call 214-714-0495. Social Impact Podcast is created by Offbeat Business Media. LLC for the OBBM network. Unauthorized use of this content, the Social Impact Podcast or OBBM network brands are expressly prohibited.